Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly podcast where we explore the celestial landscape for the month, what's happening in the stars. We choose a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with a mind's eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hello, Megan. <laughs> so we're already giggling. This is our <laughs> October uh, episode of So Divine. And we've got a lot to dig into this month. And I pun say... Intended. No pun intended. Because we're going to be digging a little bit deeper with Pluto. Pluto is kind of our star planet this month. So let's start with Pluto um, because Pluto stations at the very beginning of the month on October 2nd. And as we've talked about before, when a planet stations, the energies are much more, I'm just going to say, intense. Now remember, Pluto is in Capricorn, so it's bringing out both the Pluto themes and the Capricorn themes. So talk to us a little bit about that Pluto station. So Pluto impels us or compels us as well. Compelling and compulsion feel very Pluto to unearth, to unmask, and to uncover. Pluto is the planet related to the underworld, the hidden, and the unseen. And when Pluto is strong, we are more aware that there, there, excuse me, that there are things that are underground mm-hmm. or behind a curtain, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. right? And those things feel very loud and almost the sense of this base note, you become more aware of them. And so we are pulled to want to dig, as you said, mm-hmm. dig into, to understand and to see all of the things that we have cast away, perhaps because of fear or shame or that there's been sort of secrets that have been squirreled away, whether from ourselves, sort of the unseen, the unsaid, or we may also see that in the world stage that things that were kept under cover are now being uncovered and unmasked. Yes, I think that's certainly something we're already maybe even starting to see. And, you know, when I think about Pluto, of course, I think about Pluto's the god of the underworld, right? I.e. hell. (laughs) But it's the underworld. You know, it's that place that sometimes, you know, we have to go into and go down into to unearth. I think about by going there, we, we, we... reclaim our power, like by going into our shadow. You know, I think Pluto has so much to do with shadow. And that's what you're talking about. Some of those things that we don't always like to look at because they make us feel so uncomfortable. And, but if we can look at them, if we can go into them, then that's where we do become empowered because we're no longer a prisoner of those things that we're not willing to, as you're saying, unearth. I also think it's interesting that this is all happening in the sign of Capricorn. And Capricorn, to me, has so much to do with structures. And whether it's government structures or world structures or banking structures, it's those reliable structures that we've always counted on. So with a Pluto station there, it's going to be interesting. Definitely, right? Because it's also like talking about structures and talking about Pluto, like Pluto routes out or roots (laughs) out 
also that which is false, mm. not with integrity, and sort of like the toxins, if you will, right? So we start, we can actually see in this unearthing, like that which is not vital, that which mm. is dead, but was just being sort of kept undercover. So there can be this um, death and regeneration, right? That occurs with Pluto, like yes. things that do crumble or break apart. Um, so we, you know, of course, looking on the world stage too, right? Because Pluto is about mask secrets and then therefore the unmasking mm. of secrets, Capricorn structures, institutional structures. Yeah. But I think for us too, like, okay, well then if this is also really heavy, like there's also that sense with Pluto that do or die urgency because Pluto yeah. is also that sense of survival Yeah, is to move into the beginning of the month instead of, um, hiding under your bed <laughs> or in the closet um, is to say like, okay, I'm going to move through the beginning of the month, the first handfuls of the days of the month. And actually, because we're going to talk about the full moon, let's just say I'm going to go through the first two weeks of, of the month of October and say to myself, where can I commit to sussing out things that are hidden within me? Where can I dive in? Where can I be more honest? Where can I uncover facts, figures, and truths, whether within myself or related to the situations in my life through which I am going? Where can I exfoliate and slough and do deep cleaning? So that just taking sort of those Pluto horns by the bull by the horns <laughs> mixing metaphors feels like a way to use that energy productively and constructively rather than feeling like you're just batted around by this very intense you know um shadowy do or die kind of energy yeah absolutely i think you know anytime you're dealing with pluto there's a intensity totally. you know and or what you're saying that this kind of heaviness so i really love that you're giving us some very tangible ways to work with that energy and you know the the, the other thing about pluto is it does symbolize the death and the rebirth and so if we can like get uncomfortable or get comfortable with being really uncomfortable in some of this shadowy energy, it's not for naught. It's yeah. not just to punish you. It's ultimately to give the opportunity for the rebirth, for the transformation, for the freedom. As you look at this stuff, you become freed from it. So it could actually, you know, as a uh, Capricorn, Pluto and Capricorn loves to be productive. So you could actually be kind of productive about this. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and to look at like, you know, what's at the core? Mm. Like really to like dive in what's at the core. And as we've talked about before too, I like working when there's strong Pluto energy to talk to ourselves and to say, talk to, talk to ourselves, just to reflect <laughs> and to really, because fears come up. Like, Absolutely. <gasps> fears of like losing control or not having yes. control or not having power. And to really go through, like when something comes up, if you feel like you're in the grip of fear, to say, what's the worst that can happen, mm -hmm. right? Am I kicked into this because this is actually something to be afraid of? Or am I kicked into this because it's just a reflex? And when I take the time to look at it, I realize, this is not that bad, or I actually have the resources to maneuver through this. Yeah. Right. But just when those strong, like, <gasps> feelings come up, stop. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. yeah. That's that's so powerful. And, you know, in my work with clients, I have noticed that 
a lot of people are not feeling safe right now right. and not feeling safe in the world. And one of the mantras that I like to work with when you're in the grips of not feeling in control or you're in fear is everything is in divine right order. I am safe. And if you can just breathe into that knowing, that alignment that everything is in divine right order, I am safe, it can help you kind of shift and ground a little bit into those energies. That's really beautiful and helpful, right? Because it's also that like knowing to surrender. Mm, Surrender. And to give up control. But when you (laughs) give up the control, you realize that... You are safe. You are protect. Everything is in divine right yes. order. Yes, that you're. You know, we, we. I think sometimes we forget in these moments that we're not alone here. No. You know what I mean? And whatever you know, wherever or whoever or however you do it, to ask for help, to reach out, to breathe, to ask, talk to people, connect with your spirit guides, your angels, or wherever you feel like you can get some support yeah. as you're going through this. Yeah, connect. Support, yeah. support, support, support. Very Capricorn. one eight hundred Pluto's support line. <laughs> exactly. Actually, that's a really we good can make idea. a lot of money we that way. I think. Okay, talk so about being resourceful. That would be very resourceful. Mm. So, we're going to continue on with a Pluto theme because yes, we had yes, Pluto, Pluto all month long, right? So, um, the next kind of big event that we have is the uh, Aries full moon. On October 13th, and Pluto again, it's in an exact square with Pluto. So it's the full moon in Aries, Pluto and Capricorn, and they're at an exact square at 20 degrees. Yes. So again, <laughs> like the month opens and it continues in terms of this theme of like digging and honesty and getting to the core and getting to the root. So Aries full moon yes. happens every year when the sun is in Libra. The relational sign, the sign of you and I, and mm-hmm. balance and harmony. And when the moon is in Aries, the sign of I and the warrior and the, the individual and that sort of sense of um, individual assertion, right? So how does Aries, what does it bring to light, full moon, when there's a relationship between Aries and Libra? I always think it's that 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 dance, right? When I think about Aries and Libra, I think about the relationship dance is that eternal dance of you and me and knowing when to give and when to receive and knowing when to push forward and assert Aries, you know, your own individual needs and desires and when to be Librian and step back and allow for the other person and to, you know, cooperate and be diplomatic and meet them halfway. And so it's kind of that dance of balance ultimately, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So important, right? Knowing like when to do the the I and take that stand and when to honor the we and how they actually can relate. Right, how the we can actually help to empower each of the individuals and how we can feel really forceful and fired up to fight for the other and fight for the relationship. Oh, yeah. That's a great way of looking at it. And, you know, as we bring Pluto in here in <laughs> conflict. Oh, that's right. What? Pluto. It, in conflict, right, a square with the full moon. What I think about is, when I think about relationships sometimes, they're, they are a mirror. 
right? Mm-hmm. And a relationship, whatever's going on with that other person that you're in a relationship, they're mirroring something back to you, something about yourself. And so as we bl- bring Pluto in here, what I'm thinking is maybe some of our shadow side is going to get come up and get mirrored to us in relationship. Yes, for certain. Right? Like, what does it dredge? What is a relationship? <laughs> what is it dredging up for you? That's my evil level. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was not evil. Um, no, you know, no. what? It, what's being dredged up, mm-hmm. right? It's not just like, oh, there's relationship stuff to figure out. It's like, mm, there's relationship <laughs> stuff to figure out. Or there's stuff about me. I'm feeling called to the mat to figure out because it's being brought up by my relationship. And not necessarily just intimate partner. Yes. Like, relationships all the way around, like your friend, your colleague, your client, whomever you're in that one-on-one relationship with. And in addition to, right, like thinking about um, Aries and Libra, thinking about Aries being the warrior and the Mm -hmm. champion, Mm. thinking about Libra being also balance and equality and justice. Yes, right. It feels like there can be a strong pull, you know, especially with Pluto getting to the root of things, like really getting on the mat in terms of like, Mm. what do you want to champion that's for fairness and justice and equality that has meaning? Yeah. Right? But like, but putting, because it's Pluto, it's not just like, oh, let's think about it and talk (laughs) about it and discuss it over tea. It's like really that, you know, what's really important to me yeah you know what do I really want to like depths of my being to the depths of my being you know so just to see maybe that's what's getting called forth for you around that time is like and a way to channel that energy yes absolutely and and also during this time maybe to be careful about being reactionary in your relationship I mean this whole Pluto square just kind of smacks of power struggles, right? Sure. You know, where you might feel like I'm out of control and you're making me feel that way. And as they say in a power struggle, the best way to resolve it is just step away. Yeah. It's just step away. And here we are talking about relationships. And there's another thing going on around this time. And that is the, we have Venus and Uranus, right? And that's happening, what, The day before? Yeah, the day before the full moon. So on the 12th, Venus, right, the planet of love and value and richness and beauty, is in Scorpio, opposing Uranus. Shake Mm. it up, Uranus. (laughs) Stay bouncy, Uranus, in Taurus. And so what we may find is we might find ourselves surprised or receiving surprise news, if you will, related (laughs) to things related to Venus, whether it's like social plans, like oh, you're canceling last minute, or oh, you're calling me up last minute. Like, right, just to stay bouncy related to relationships. Right. Surprises related to relationships and partnerships, perhaps surprises related to Venus money, finances, you know, but there's also the, and sometimes when we say surprises, it seems like, oh no, wait, I don't have control. Wait, surprises that throw me off kilter. But it's also too, I always feel like when there's strong Uranus is like, how do you surprise yourself? Mm. You know, call up a friend that's been on your mind (laughs) that you actually haven't talked to in a while. You know, like instead of like going to like buy that thing or go to that store that you usually go to with the sort of preordained vision of like what is of value to you, like break out of your own mold, break out of your pattern. Because again, Uranus wants us to break out of pattern and to find more freedom. So instead of feeling shaken up by circumstances around Mm -hmm. us only, how do we shake that up for ourselves so that we can grow? 
Yes, yes, I love that. And another way, since we're talking about Venus and Uranus and what we value, maybe another way of shaking it up is to look at your relationship with money a little bit Definitely. differently, you know, and Uranus sometimes has surprises and shocks. And, you know, maybe you can just really be with that energy of looking at maybe I want to be a little bit more prepared than I normally am. Maybe I want to give myself a little bit more room or fluidity around my finances. So I'm not just like living on the edge. That would be another way of working with that energy. Ooh, I love that. I think that that's really, really important. Um, also, when you said about living on the edge, it had me think back to the Pluto, right, where we feel like we might feel like we're on the edge of this cliff. Yes. Like, So just to know, like during this time, things might feel, here's our word again, like <laughs> intense or yes. shocking or things might feel really powerful, right? But how can you perhaps see that some of the things that you might be experiencing are informing yes. you yes. Yes. to do things a different way? But I think, too, we have to be really careful not to be reactionary, yeah. right? To breathe, you know, take a few breaths before you maybe say something <laughs> or do something, right? Yeah. Just to really be centered because we may be thrown off course. There might be a detour mm -hmm. and it might have us immediately or instinctively dig into deep feelings that might yes. want to arise. Yes. Yes. So again, like, it makes you safe, feel out of safe control. Safe space, safe place. Safe you know. space. Yeah. 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 And safe space, too. I don't want to make that. I realize that like might sound very alarmist, more just like how do you create for yourself a sense of comfort and safety when you are either experiencing or anticipate experiencing that like you might be triggered, like stuff might come up for you. Mm -hmm. So how do you create that for yourself so that you can contain that and it can feel as good as it possibly can feel? So you I can think work that, it. you know, Stephanie, I think that is actually really important, that sense of safety. Because, you know, again, that theme we were talking about a little bit earlier about people not feeling so safe in yeah. the world. And so with everything that's going on out there, how do you find your own sense of personal safety? How do you cultivate that? And as we're talking about all of this, what's coming to my mind is if we really had a theme this month, I think it would be empowerment mm -hmm. because ultimately all of these things getting shook up are ways for us to become more conscious, more aware, and more empowered ultimately. Yeah. And I think, too, right, that's what also Pluto and Pluto, I feel like, in Capricorn and Saturn in Capricorn teaches us is mm -hmm. also about resourcefulness. Like, you see resourcefulness and empowerment very similar. Like, you mm -hmm. know what? Mm. I can take care of this. I can do this. Like, I can figure this out. Right. I have it within me, the resources, not necessarily just monetarily, but like the know how, mm -hmm. the people to be in part of my posse, whatever it is. So empowerment, resources, I feel like that. Yeah. It, Perfect. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about. We could talk about this. Oh, I mean, so juicy, right? In such a shadowy, juicy kind of way. <laughs> like a shadow dark juice. juice. <laughs> it's a dark juice. That's another one. One eight hundred Pluto <laughs> help and shadow juice. And we'll get juice to you right away. <laughs> so another face of Pluto is Scorpio, of course, um, because Pluto rules Scorpio. Scorpio rules Pluto, and so we are on October twenty third. We go into Scorpio season. And and, you know, when I think about Scorpio, of course, Scorpio rules death and rebirth and transformation. 
But when we start to really get into those Scorpio energies, I always think Halloween. You know, Halloween just feels so Scorpio to me, that death and rebirth. And and actually, Halloween to me is a very powerful day. So beyond the trick-or-treating and the costumes and the candy or whatever, which is all good, it's also the spiritual New Year. And so Halloween, All, Hallow, all Hallows' Eve, is a time where they talk about in spiritual circles where the veil is very thin. And I feel like on that evening or that day is a wonderful opportunity to really look at like the end of the year as you're getting ready for a new year. And what do you want to give a timely death to. I think Scorpio really offers that about, you know, what do I want to let go of? What needs to go away? And really celebrating Halloween maybe with that intention. Well, and it's so interesting, too, because this year on Halloween is the beginning of Mercury retrograde. Yes, that's right. In Scorpio. Yes. So as you're looking (laughs) forward in terms of, you know, the next year, and then also what you're saying, if I heard you correctly, like what you want to release and let go of, like our minds, because it's Mercury stationing to go retrograde, it would be really powerful to really dive into go deep into an understanding of the depths and what do you want to allow to have death yeah to release to surrender yeah i think that mercury because mercury will be the mercury retrograde will be all in scorpio all in scorpio all in scorpio through november 20th through november 20th so that's going to be interesting you know, I think that will continue on some of these Scorpion themes that we're talking about. Completely. Right? And it's interesting, too. Again, I'm thinking so much about what you said. Like, you know, it is a really good time. I mean, every year is a good time <laughs> as you're sharing. But it feels like this year with that Mercury stationing so strong, like we will ha- there will be lots of news and lots of information mm-hmm. and, and a great potential for thoughts and ideation related to, again, this sense of, digging and severing and understanding like our desires and our passions all of those score you know what really has meaning to us as you all were saying as you were saying severing i'm like that's so halloween because so, you, know? <laughs> strange- you know like you think about people one running around with blood dripping and axes in their hands i'm like oh this is so halloweeny <laughs> and i was thinking too when i was thinking about severing and who knows it's a month out but like october 31st this year is the deadline for Brexit, right? So, like, oh, will the UK, with right. or without a plan, sever? sever. So, yeah, interesting. Just thinking about that timing. Yeah, that is interesting. Station, yeah, a whole nother topic for a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Mercury retrograde. So, should we give our like Mercury retrograde like four one ones? Yeah, absolutely. Give your four one one. So remember, number one, Mercury retrograde is not bad. Yes, at all. That it is a very prolific time for more clarity and understanding if you follow suit with the retrograde, meaning the planet Mercury appears to be going backwards in the sky. It's not, but it appears to be. It is retracing its steps and its path. And so it behooves us to be in alignment with that, to retrace our steps, to go back over communications, whether it be written communications, things that we've been um, 
sharing messages we've been sharing, designs we've been creating, conversations that we've had, to go back over them to see whether there are any skipped steps. Yeah. In addition, if your work, Mercury is also the, Mercury, excuse me, Mercury and Scorpio is like the detective and the researcher, <laughs> yes. right? If you're working on a project, it's really worthwhile to take this time to go back over and dig and do look for research or information from the past, you know, whether it be the past in the last few weeks or like something back in the treasure chest from your past, an old resource that you can turn to, to pull back to get more understanding on a current project or situation. That's great. I love that. And, you know, as you're talking about Mercury and Scorpio and being the detective, you know, which is so true. I also, it reminds me that Scorpio also rules the occult, mm-hmm. another Halloween-y kind of theme. And the word occult, unfortunately, has a lot of baggage, but occult actually means mystery or secret. So during the Mercury retrograde, it might be a wonderful time if you're digging in deeper to like explore any of your occult leanings. You know, do you want to like learn a little bit about the more about the Tarot or another spiritual system of knowledge or digging a little bit more into your intuition? Anything that allows you to get that sense of wisdom from a deeper, non-rational Level, I think it could be powerful for that. And my 411 on the uh, Mercury retrograde is very simple it's slow down. Yes. I think it's so hard for us to slow down. And the retrograde is such a great time to just slow down, especially in Scorpio. We're back to that juicy again. <laughs> and because by slowing, what, 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 what? Juicy and sultry and steamy yeah. and between the sheets. Yeah. Let's not forget that part of Scorpio. That's right. Scorpio seductive. also rules sex. And seduction. And so, yeah. Hello. What are you doing later? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so I think, again, the opportunity to kind of, when we slow down, we can get into those different rhythms that maybe are more in our body and maybe they are more sensual and maybe they are more emotional, yes. you know, maybe they're more spiritual. That slowing down can be so powerful. So powerful. And I think it's so important. I'm so happy that you talked about the occult too, because I think sometimes when we talk about secrets, I mean, yeah. we talk about this like Pluto and Scorpio all month. I mean, there's a big theme. We talk about secrets. We're like, oh no, secrets are bad. But this is like a rich terrain of secrets, yes. like the hidden secrets and mysteries in life. Now, also talking about or sort of with the theme of the retrograde of turning back, let's turn back from October 31st yes. to October 27th yes. Yes. to just because we want to note that that's the day of the Scorpio new moon. So new beginnings, mm-hmm. planting your seeds mm-hmm. related to Scorpio themes of deep understanding and emotionality and passion and digging and secrets and what have you. But that this year, the Scorpio new moon opposes our friend and yours, Uranus. <laughs> so what do you think about that? Any well, I'm going to quote you because we, you know, we, we were talking about this earlier. We do prepare a bit for the podcast. Um, and your words were, 
dig deep but stay bouncy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I thought that was very, very good. I think that it's going to be interesting with that Uranus and Taurus opposite the new moon because I'm still wrapping my brain about around Uranus and Taurus because those are just two energies that don't always go together smoothly, right? So again, I'm going to use the word interesting to see what this might bring up. Now, anytime we're in the new moon in Scorpio, we've talked about this idea of timely death, letting go, um, getting rid of what's no longer working. And with the new moon, we refocus our energies. So as we let go, then we can experience the rebirth that is inherent in Scorpio energies. Okay, now that I've let go of what's not working, then I have room to really focus on what I would like to work. Yeah. And committing in that too to like feeling deeply and honoring your emotions and just like, you know, being surprised or being sort of flooded with them. Scorpio is very intense on an emotional level, but letting yourself again be surprised, Mm -hmm. right? Doing things out of the ordinary, taking a different route, allowing yourself to repattern and to be in wonder, like even in wonder of like, you know, the out of the blue or the unexpected or the out of the blue or unexpected ways of things that stir you, mm-hmm. that move you. And again, it's so interesting, these themes repeating so much. Like we have the opposition of the sun and the moon with Uranus on the on this new moon. We have the opposition of Venus with Uranus around the time of the full moon. So Again, like recasting, breaking out, Mm -hmm. but in a deep way, right? In the Scorpio way, in this Pluto way, a deep way, real like a time of remaking if we allow for that. Mm, Remaking. And I love that you've brought up the emotional element because Scorpio is a water sign. And anytime you're dealing with Scorpio energies, you know, those deeper feelings are going to come up. And to give yourself permission to embrace those feelings, right? To really go into them. I think a lot of times when we're experiencing strong feelings, again, that fear, being overwhelmed, we try to push them away. What if we just dove in? You know, and really allowed ourselves to be immersed in those deep, deep feelings, even if they're a little bit dark and even if they make us feel a little bit out of control. Yes. And like allow for that surprise, even to be the surprise of, hey, it's not so bad in here after all. (laughs) I can handle this. Mm -hmm. Like there's something richer now for feeling this. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of Uranus. And shaking it up. And shaking it up. You, every month, of course, we choose a tarot card that kind of fits the vibe for the month. And this month we thought what we would do is pick a card right here, right now, in studio. At random. And at random. Stephanie's going to actually putting the cards out in front of her. Stephanie's going to pick a card, and we shall see what the card is for October. I remember, it's not like Pluto life or death, yeah. the right or wrong card. <laughs> Because mm. exactly, there's no right or wrong when picking this a card. feels like the card Ooh, for the month. Dun, dun, what dun, is dun, it? Surprise! Dun, dun. What is it? Okay, very cool. So what came up is the page of coins or pentacles. And pentacles mm. or coins are the realm of earth. That would also include Capricorn energy. And in the tarot, pages are like children. They don't know what they want to be when they grow up. So pages are very open to new opportunities, exploration, 
discovery. They don't need rules. They don't need a game plan. They're very, very much in the moment. So when you have a page in the realm of Earth, Earth, again, represents, you know, money and jobs and security, also our relationships with our body and our relationships with our well-being. So it's really lovely, you know, to have this little page show up kind of as we're wrapping up the podcast because it kind of lightens things up a little bit. It's like when you're, as you're picking the card, you're like, it's not life or death, <laughs> right? There's no right or wrong card. And the page is saying, it's okay. Lighten up. You know what I mean? Life is an adventure. You don't have to know what you're doing. Be a page. Take a risk. Make a mistake. It's not life or death. So pages are very much about not the destination, but about the journey and the joy of being in that journey and seeing what you can find. So the page of Pentacles are coins. I love that he or she came up. What I'm hearing, although I don't know if I'm hearing this correctly, right, what's coming to me when I'm listening to what you're saying also is it's reminding me of that Uranus energy with, with Venus, yes. right, and the Uranus opposite the Scorpio sun and moon and the new moon, almost that sense of like, be, allow your, right, like sort of, yeah, sort of allow yourself to be open to doing new is this right like with yeah, your, yeah, with your you, money with your values like like how you handle explore, explore. Uh, or like what you would say stephanie be bouncy pages are very very bouncy from the standpoint of they don't have agendas they're there to discover so that fits perfectly be bouncy be, be in the moment be flexible and go on this journey without that agenda because that, and that's also Mercury retrograde, to just be open and see what comes up. And there's going to be some great discovery there. Yeah. Even maybe, is this true too, thinking about coins or pentacles, right? You said there's yes. earth signs. Yes, yes. Like that sense when we were talking before about like safety, like mm. exploring what it means, mm. a new way of what safety means to you or security. Yes, a absolutely. I think that um, earth that and pentacles are very much about your sense of security. And that brings in safety. And, uh, you know, I think that what a page would say is be mm. innocent. I love that. You know, a lot of times I think as we go out in the world, we have these preconceived notions and there's so much craziness going out there and we can go out there going, oh, what's going to happen? And a page would say, you know, I'm going to be innocent. I'm not going to have those preconceived notions about something bad happening. I'm just going to show up. Oh my God, it's such a perfect like light and beacon for this month that yeah. could otherwise seem quite intense and yeah. heavy that this is the guide. This is the light. Yes, this is the light. Be innocent, be bouncy, be open. Go on the journey. A discovery awaits. Love it. Perfect. So in wrapping up today, yes. I think we want to make a and an announcement, don't we, Stephanie? <laughs> we, do. we have an announcement. <laughs> we have an announcement. So we have created a website. It's very straightforward, very concise, very simple, but it's a way that you can listen to the podcast. You can learn about our whereabouts and what we're up to. You can write to us, importantly, with any feedback, any requests. So check it out. It is, the URL is so divine.org. 
us. Yes, yes, we're very excited about that. And please do contact us. You can also sign up for a mailing list. We, we don't know what we might be doing with it, but you'll be the first to know. Exactly. So divine so dot, dot us. So a big shout out to our producers, Nick Petrie and Sebastiano Tecchia. And thank you to the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios here in Seattle, where we record our monthly podcast. And thank you to Megan. Thank you, Stephanie. And to all of you listening out there. Have a wonderful, have a divine October. Till next month.